When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. This show brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings pick of the week, Jets plus seven. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bullbrock live to PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. We're out. We're dabbling today. We're live. Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, not live so much. They ain't practicing. Kyler Murray, Bullbrock, as you reported, out again with an illness, although he was on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown, where is he? Does anybody know? Saw him in the locker room yesterday, but uh, he was in his street clothes and looked like he was just grabbing a couple things from his locker. Like you said, you know, I probably be shocked if we saw Hollywood Brown line it up one more time for the Arizona Cardinals, at least in the 2023-2024 season. It uh, The heel injury is something that's been nagging and it continues to kind of keep him sidelined and definitely off the practice field. And they saw that, you know, he wasn't effective while he was trying to navigate the injury. And unfortunately in a contract year, Hollywood Brown is his, his last performance was a, a rough one against the Pittsburgh Steelers so many weeks ago. Yeah. It just, it feels like, you know, I had somebody asked me earlier, like, well, Hollywood can, can play without practicing. I think those days are done. I think after the, removal of him against Pittsburgh and then subsequently the next game against San Francisco like you you can't have him take you know no first team reps all all week mm-hmm. and then try to you know trot him out there against Philadelphia's secondary against Seattle's robust secondary like if he's not getting a full week of practice it's over and I think the Cardinals probably would love a mulligan to be able to put him on injury reserve I understand that they wanted to pair him with Kyler Murray to give Kyler Murray the best chance, right? We want to evaluate everybody. Let's let Kyler Murray have success with his number one receiver. They got calls for Hollywood Brown. We can confirm it before Halloween, before the trade deadline. Now, the the, the market was probably a day three pick, which to the Cardinals was not worth it if it meant you know robust production to end the year. Hell, they were probably still open at that point to re-signing Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you got nothing from Hollywood Brown during this period with Kyler Murray. I mean, go back and look at the games. He's averaging like 20 yards per game, the games that he does play with K1. I mean, we've banged on him a lot this year, and I know a lot of people are like, give him a flyer year. Let's do one more. Let's run it back. Who does that benefit, really? This is basically, he's been injured the two years you had him. He doesn't fit what you want out of the specific skill set. He's not big. He's not overly physical. Like, I, I, it really does feel like Hollywood Brown, I'll echo what I said on Twitter. I think he's done as a Cardinal. I think it's over. And it's it's so funny. We talk about the need for this franchise to ha- inject some star power, some cachet. You go to any retailer here in the desert. Obviously, you got your Kyler jersey. The, the most prevalent jersey that I see in the Valley is Hollywood Brown outside of Kyler Murray. It's not yeah. Boone Baker, mm-hmm. right? It's not James Conner. You think there'd be threes and sixes everywhere. Maybe Trey McBride's 85s. Right. There are Hollywood Brown jerseys for sale everywhere. You would think he's their second best player. In all actuality, he's a player that I liked the trade at the time. You and I both did on draft night. It is, you know, people are ripping the the Russell Wilson trade, and rightfully so. Like, is it going to be a bad trade for the Cardinals historically? Absolutely. It already is. They've lost the trade. I was talking to Totri from PHNX Sun Devils, and he was like, what, what what, did they trade Hollywood Brown for? It was the 23rd overall pick, and then you know Baltimore, they think, then traded down again to 25, and they get Lindenbaum, who has been fantastic. He's been great. And you know, as much as we like Yelda Froholt to have the center position pretty much locked down for the next five to eight years, I'll sign up for that. I mean, if you could take backsies, you're absolutely take back seeing that trade. And, and you know, Absolutely. Hollywood Brown came from, from Baltimore 
via Oklahoma, where he was a first-round pick for the Sooners. And, of course, he developed that relationship with Kyler Murray when they were terrorizing the Sooners' first team on the scout team, which is just a legendary story, right? And then they start together for the one fateful season. They make the run in the college football playoff semifinal. Kyler Murray is your Heisman Trophy winner. He's the first guy drafted in the top 10 in two sports leagues. And then Hollywood Brown goes and, you know, he has some pedestrian seasons in Baltimore and then forces his way out of the Ravens. And then he picks up where he left off with the Sooners, right? Where, you know, they're playing a pretty similar offense. Now they're playing more of like a a pro West Coast kind of offense. Yeah. And after a couple games, a couple adjustments from the, the opposition's defense, not finding any open spots, not making an impact. Like early on when, when Josh Dobbs was rolling and people might scoff at the, the idea, but it did happen. It did. You can't erase it from time. Joshua Dobbs against the Giants and the, the 49ers and sandwich in between there, the Dallas Cowboys, he played really decent football. And Hollywood Brown was a big part of that, right? He was huge on third downs. He was making splash plays for this passing attack. And then that was it. It was so so much of a sample size that you can't lean on it statistically and say, this is what he's capable of. Because I think that that was the outlier. That was the anomaly as far as how he would fit in this offense. He just feels like, he is a round peg trying to be fit in a square hole as far as this offensive scheme goes. So, like when we talk about, you know, what are the options for Hollywood Brown? It's like, is he going to be a guy that is he going to command a one-year prove it deal? Does he do it here? I don't think so. I mean, where does he fit? People are saying put him in the slot. What? Why put him in the slot now? He's five years into his NFL career. Sometimes guys are just who they are, and I just think you're you're really at that point reaching, and you still have a general manager and an offensive play caller. When I check their, uh, their dating profiles, it's do not inquire if not six feet or above at wide receiver. That's bad news for your boy. Uh, luckily I'm not <laughs> on those apps today in the year of our football. There's plenty of fish in the sea there, Johnny. There's plenty of fish still out there. I, I've, I've netted a big one, thankfully, and I don't have to go out in the open <laughs> waters again. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be hard pressed for your boy to fi- find love again on those apps. <laughs> Good hell. Uh, all right. It is funny. You bring up the college. Can you football. imagine what's your opener? Like, do you think Kyler Murray is the franchise quarterback for the Cardinals? I think if my not- opener is I'm, I'm employed <laughs> and I, you know, I, I own a home, but I don't own a home. Uh, all right. right. So it's funny. You bring up the college football playoff. Hollywood Brown didn't even play in that game. Why didn't he play? Cause he was injured. CD lamb had over a hundred yards with Kyler Murray. Wait, like, so like Hollywood Brown's best version, like he wasn't even available in college. He was hurt in Baltimore. He's been hurt in Arizona. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Pour one out. A lot of people are just like romanticizing the prove it deal. The, the, the prove it deal to me is less about money, although money's a big part of it, and more about taking reps away from ascending players. Yeah. Like, this could be it for Hollywood. We could have already seen the best version of Hollywood Brown. Now, for his sake, I hope not. But it's like, you're telling me they had Marvin Harrison Jr. and another player in the draft and somebody in free. And we spit shine all that up. And it's like, you want to watch Hollywood Brown take reps with the ones next year after what we've seen this year? No, he can't run block. This team wants to run the football. I, I appreciate his ability to try and play through it. That was a mistake now in hindsight. And I think it's over. Is it over for yeah. Kyler Murray though? Why isn't Kyler Murray practicing two days in? Do you really, are you buying like the flu bug thing? You know, Buddha had it. Is, is that really what's happening? It's different, right? We talked to Buddha. Buddha said he was trying not to defecate in his pants. Like it was different. You think Kyler has like a head cold? What do you think's happening? Yeah, it now? sounds like he got the what Gannon described it as was the holiday bug. I don't know okay. what the hell that means. Uh, but they said point blank, are you concerned he's gonna miss Philly? No. Uh, and then he's he's back there on this, he's on the sidelines today. People are like, Kyler's not practicing today. And then your boy put on his 2020 vision, and I look across the field, and in street clothes, there he is in his uh, his stock, his beanie cap and his his Cardinals warm-ups. There was Kyler Murray. So he's he's out there. He's getting the mental reps, and I think he'll probably be back to practice tomorrow. You think one day is enough ahead of Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, Tyra Taylor was having – pretty good easy time with this uh with this Philly defense. No, I mean it's it does it's not ideal, but this is this is part of the the deal as far as this time of year with anybody. Everybody's playing hurt. Jordan P tank for Marvin in full effect. If this was <laughs> this time next week, yeah. Jordan, you bet your ass that's what would be happening, but I think we're one week too early for that. 
And I also think like, I think it's too late for like sitting Kyler in the finale. I don't think it's the, the team that I watch go to Chicago and be non-competitive. Bo, you've mentioned this a couple of times. You do not have to sit Kyler Murray to lose games. Unfortunately, like this roster is so depleted, especially yeah. on the defensive side. And Philadelphia is going to be up for it. I hope the Cardinals are up for it. And I want to see Kyler Murray against Philadelphia. So I, I would feel cheated if he doesn't play. But I mean, next week's all about the tank job. If if they lose this week, and we're talking about they they're basically locked for a top one to two pick, you would hypothetically think so. Uh, yeah, no Kyler Murray, but we do have Brad Spielberger on That's right. on on the line coming up here in a second, Bo. Yeah, we do. Brad uh, is dialed in. He's already putting out is his top 100 2024 free agents. I mean, we, we already have started looking ahead to the off season because it's going to be so exciting, and we've got some great. Uh, little pieces of content coming your way as far as what to be excited for in 2024 for the Cardinals. And also looking back at this shit box of a year that 2023 was, even though, you know, hope springs eternal as far as the new organization in the, the new regime. But Brad is already identifying, you know, the top names in free agency. I highly encourage you to check it out at pff.com and follow him at pff underscore Brad. But, you know, we're going to get into the conversation about Hollywood Brown because I think Brad, like us, this situation is fluid. Like weeks ago when he saw Hollywood Brown and how he was being uh, as good of a teammate and player that you could possibly be, not you know worried about his contract, gassing up Kyler Murray and his return at the time and saying all the right things. Uh, and then we saw just the lack of production during the five-game span of the six that Kyler Murray played in there with Hollywood Brown. Um, now you're, you're pivoting. You're like, okay, he goes from – a guy that's going to command close to $20 million on the open market per season to approve a deal to, could they franchise tag him, which would be a lot of money for the, uh, all guaranteed towards one year to, to now you're just like, okay, he's probably going to just go see if he can develop anything on the open market and then weigh his options. Yeah. I think that's the right move for Hollywood. I, like I, I never want to tell a player, what to do with their finances and, and what to do pertaining to their careers, like what's in your best interest. I think that's kind of hogwash. And I think if, if Hollywood Brown wanted to play with any quarterback, he would want to play with Kyler Murray, his best friend. I think it's going to be more about, listen, at the end of the day, there are going to be teams that are going to pay Hollywood Brown more than the Cardinals based on maybe how they think he's going to fit within the scheme of their offense. And they're going to pull up the tape where he's been productive. Like, but nobody in relation to the Drew Petsy and Shanahan tree is going to operate that way. Think about the teams that run the Shanahan offense. Minnesota with Kevin O'Connell. Their wide receivers are enormous. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson, Addison's physical. Osborne looks like Randy Moss every other Sunday. Cleveland's got big receivers. San Francisco with Shanahan. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings. And then the Cardinals have... Undersized receivers. Yeah. Not by choice. It's just what they had left in the cupboard. And then they drafted Michael Wilson, who is 6'2, 6'3. That's what yeah. they're. So, like, it, a different team that runs a different offense that's closer to running gun air raid Cliff Kingsbury is going to take a chance on him. Like, it, you know, I, I wouldn't be. Ben Johnson has made the most out of Amon Ron St. Brown and some smaller guys in Detroit. Maybe wherever yeah. he ends up, he could, they could splurge. Hollywood Brown knows number one, he's going to need to pass a physical and number two, he's going to have to have an ability to sign what I think is a one-year deal wherever he goes. But I think he's got more guarantees out the door of Arizona than he does internally. The card, yeah. there is no incentive. I'm sorry for, for the Cardinals to bring him back at this point. You have yeah. to start over. Vajero three, uh, dude, step off the shift bar there. Stop the Shanahan, the Shanahan petsing nonsense. Level he's close to the hackett. But Jared, we have no clue. He's got one of the worst, like the wide receiver group is one of the worst in the, in the league. He's got a quarterback that's coming back from an ACL injury. And, and you want to say that you know definitively what Drew Petzing is and you want to tab him the next Nathaniel Hackett. I think it's a bit unfair. Get off the caps lock and let's let's just see how this plays out, especially after this offseason. I, I disagree with that. I mean, look, Shanahan, is, is that almost as on the opposite end of the spectrum? Sure. But as far as what type of game they want to call and, and what type of offense they're running, as far as schematically, that's what they're looking for. 
I mean, one of the one of the telltale signs here, and, and we're, we're going to get to Brad Spielberger here in just a second. Uh, Rondell Moore, everybody's clamoring for Rondell Moore to stay healthy. He's the healthiest he's ever been. He's played in a career high 15 games and he's got career lows as far as his receiving production. Right. I mean, it, it just and he's he's I mean, as far as snaps played, I mean, he's, he's been a gadget player primarily, but he's been in the slot and we're just seeing him. He, he's got. You know, he's hit 400 yards receiving his first two seasons. He's at 295 right now with a touchdown. And, of course, you can supplement it a little bit with 165 on the ground, and that's been necessary at times this season. But, I mean, that's what one of the, what you would call one of their top receivers. Jalen yeah. Blair, too early to call Petsing. It's his first year. Steichen was not very good in his first year in Philly. Great point. Then, boom, great second year. He's been a stud in Indy so far. You know, I, th- I saw a good point, and I, I wish I remember who it was on social media that said, <clears throat> "Good coordinators or great coordinators elevate, you know, good players." Where it's vice versa, like great players elevate decent coordinators to great coordinators. Like it, it's it's probably more with the player elevating the game of the coaches and making the coaches look good instead of vice versa. Um, let's get into this as far as Arizona Family Sports because I was right last night with my prediction that the Suns were going to get back on track. Last night against the Rockets, no Dylan Brooks. And they waxed that Rocket ass last night with a win. (laughs) And then the next game is going to be against the Charlotte Hornets that you can check on our family, Arizona Family Sports TV. Check it out for yourself, azfamily.com. They're going to have Suns Games link for you that you can click and figure out where to watch. If you're not here in the Valley, if you're outside the Valley, you're here in this great state of Arizona in Yuma on the west side or down south in Tucson or up north in Flagstaff. Just log on to azfamily.com. Click Suns Games for listing information in your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona Family Sports. It's time to potentially get back on the bandwagon. Uh, They've got some winnable games here, and why not tune into them? Beat up on the Hornets. Beat up on the Magic and hopefully DeAndre Ayton, the Trailblazers, next Monday. Uh, It's all on Arizona Family Sports. Arizona's Family Sports Elite also elite DraftKings sportsbook app. DraftKings football right now. It's bowl season. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football's action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings sportsbook, you can make every play count, folks. So not only can you dabble on what is one of the most robust bowl seasons in recent memory. Uh, I unfortunately did not have the USC Trojans last night. You know, we're kind of robbed in some of these early bowl games with, you know, guys sitting out. I'm going to tell you right now. New Year's Day, that's when the big boys are playing, right? And you can bet just $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly if you're a new customer. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, bonus code PHNX, new customers, 150 bonus bets instantly for 5 bucks on college football. And again, Johnny's DraftKings pick of the week. Jets plus seven tonight. I love her. Hammer it. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call one 800 Gambler, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after insurance. Lead Pass Reward issued a promo code to redeem subscription and must be claimed by January 15, 2024. See DraftKings.com slash promos for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Love to get this guy in here and wishing him a happy new year from Pro Football Focus. Brad Spielberger at PFF underscore Brad. Brad, how we doing, my man? Fantastic. How you guys doing? We're doing well. We uh we have a clean cap entering 2024 for our Arizona Cardinals. Now, the big question is when and how are they going to spend it? And, you know, we were talking off air. They're fortunate in certain areas where they don't have a lot of guys in-house that they have to re-sign. You know, most of the talent, Brad, on this team, free agent, or excuse me, uh, young players, rookie contracts. You know, if there's a priority for the Cardinals with internally, if you look at this team and, and what they've got coming off the books, like, do you even see somebody worth like a multi-year contract at this point? That's a good question. Probably no, right? We were just chatting a little bit about Marquise Brown pre-show. Maybe a one-year flyer. Let him bet on himself kind of in line with his fifth-year option, frankly, uh, right in that wheelhouse. But otherwise, 
No, I don't think there's any player that you say, oh, I'd love to get this guy back on a multi-year deal, even like a smaller stuff, you know, like a Will Hernandez last year, which I thought was a good priority, a good guy to bring back in the fold. No, I don't, I don't see anyone uh, on that list for this year. How do we view Hollywood's market? I can't think of anybody in the, in the NFL, the contract year that's hemorrhaged more money than Marquise Hollywood Brown the last couple of weeks. How are you seeing his, his market? Is it, is it, maybe in line with a team that's going to have just an absurd amount of cap dollars that can throw some money at him, or is he going to have to look at a prove-it deal at this point? Yeah, it's tough, right? It is the worst timing to kind of miss games towards the end of the year. Maybe if there was some late-year magic with his buddy and Kyler Murray, you could see a scenario where Arizona or somebody else kind of said, all right, let's take a gamble on this talent. Obviously, the Cardinals were willing to trade a first-round pick for him, you know, send the third back, whatever. But I think it is a one-year flyer route because I don't think there's going to be a strong multi-year offer in free agency, and I think it would be smart of him to say, all right, play one year on a one-year flyer, have a better year, a healthier year, more productive season in a better offense, and then see if you can cash in. Still not old, still has the ability to sign a three, four, five-year deal. Right now, I think you look at the historic, you know, like your Will Fuller's, your you know, the guys that were had high pedigree are talented and have shown flashes, even last year for Marquise, you know, stretches of games where he was getting targeted 10 plus times and all that. Um, bet on yourself one year. I, I have in our article the, the free agent top 100 at PFF, one year, 12 million, and just try to cash in next offseason. Yeah, it's interesting. You bring up like Will Fuller, it's a ghost of football past here. And it's like, <laughs> does Hollywood go that route? Like, are we just. Is he going to turn into kind of an irrelevant player in the NFL? He's been irrelevant for the Cardinals this year. I, I hope he can get healthy and help himself. But he just, to, to where we cover this team, Brad, he just doesn't fit what they want to do. They want these big physical receivers. And I think the, the better route, frankly, is to look at somebody like T. Higgins or Gabe Davis. Let's start with T. Higgins in the free agent market. Like, do you think that the Cincinnati Bengals are actually going to let him leave? And if so, like, what kind of contract is a player of that caliber looking at? So the only way he leaves is a tag and trade scenario, in my opinion. So you're giving up draft capital to get him. Uh, I don't think they're going to just let him walk in free agency. Let's so look. You're giving up probably a first round pick. Um, I would say wow. a little bit more pricey than a Marquise Brown. Again, that was what the 25 for him and 100. I think was the exact trade or something like that. You're probably giving up a first and a third. It's it's not you know it's not two firsts or it's not anything crazy like that. I wouldn't even say it's a first and a second. But yeah, I mean he's a you know, six foot, six foot, you know, four, 225 pound, like outside guy can be number one, a different caliber of player. Um, and then I think you're giving him, especially with the added trade leverage, you know, it starts with the two, probably 23, 22, 23, $24 dollars a year. Look, he hasn't had a good year. He's also been hurt in his own right. Uh, but kind of the, it's interesting. The, the flip side, he comes back from injury. Jamar Chase goes down, and he's been balling out now for the last three weeks. Uh, had 100-plus in a score last week. I want to say the, the week before he did as well. So, yeah, it's it's a hefty price tag for a T. Higgins. Yeah, I mean, you look at this wide receiver market, and it it's it's there's some star power there. But then the question, like we're talking about with Higgins, is does he become available? Michael Pittman Jr., it seems like it's inevitable that you know he either gets tagged or gets a multi-year deal from his current club, the Indianapolis Colts. But then you look at Jacksonville, there's Calvin Ridley. They spent, you know, draft capital to bring him in, but they've also got Josh Allen who could be hitting the free agent market. Does that become maybe an opportunity for the Cardinals? Because they've got to make upgrades all over this roster between Allen and Ridley. Who would they likely tag if they can't work out an extension? Yeah, they handled that really poorly and just backed themselves into a, a very bad scenario. And maybe they can find a way to extend Josh Allen before the tag, but he has so much leverage if he knows, hey, we're trying to get this deal done so we can tag Calvin Ridley. And the interesting wrinkle there is as a part of the trade to Atlanta or from Atlanta, I should say, if, if the Jaguars only franchise tag Calvin Ridley, it doesn't elevate the third round pick to a second round pick that they're sending the Falcons this year. If they sign him to an extension – they then owe them a second round pick in this year's draft, mm. not a third rounder. Kind of a, a funny little little wrinkle there. It was the same with Leonard Williams when we went from the Jets to the Giants. That's why the first year they just tagged him and just let it play out. Uh, so they didn't give a better draft pick. Uh, that's not why they did it, but obviously it was a factor. So I think that they need to tag Josh Allen because he, I mean, someone signing him, I think, in the neighborhood of like $28, $30 million a year, if he reaches the open market, I think you have to tag that player. And I think it does open the door for Ridley to leave because 
I, he's been okay this year at times, but I'm not sure I'm giving him a strong deal at 29 and then mm. sending a better uh, you know draft pick as a result. Don't buy into that sunk cost. You know, you made you made a splash. You tried to get Trevor Lawrence, a good young receiver. It worked out okay, and you just kind of move on. What about somebody like Gabe Davis? You know, you think about super productive at times, and he has these lulls, these stretches where he doesn't have catches in games, and then he'll pop off for like 120 yards and two touchdowns. Do you think that he's somebody that could command upwards of $20 million per year, or is he somebody that may be better off staying in Buffalo? Yeah, I don't. So it's funny. The perfect example, he had zero catches in four of six games, and then last week had whatever, like six for 100 and something and, and a score. And like that, That's that been him his whole career. He had yeah. the year of the playoff game where he had 200-plus yards and four touchdowns. On the season, he had like 700 yards and like seven touchdowns. So it was like, like half his production came in one game. So – and and then you add in the fact that like what quarterback is going to better untap like a 17 yard average depth of target like doesn't create separation big body outside receiver besides a Josh Allen like who's going to get more out of that guy than Josh Allen I don't really know so doesn't start with a two I think he's he's definitely more in kind of the mid tier range 13 15 whatever again you get to the market things can always get crazy your price can skyrocket I always tell this anecdote now. I had Christian Kirk originally at like 12 or $13 million a year. I had some agents that were like, you're insane. You're way too high. He's going to get like <laughs> 10, 11, and then he got 18. So we were right. all wrong. I was just less wrong. So anyway, but anyway, yeah. So you never know. But yeah, Gabe Davis to me is, he's just like, yeah, he disappears at times. You look at his like in breakers. He has like lousy footwork, like doesn't snap off routes. He's just, he's just a vertical mm -hmm. outside threat. And like I said, Josh Allen getting 800 yards out of him. Who's going to get more than, than that out of him? I want to get to the Gannon story this week as he returns to Philadelphia and the Eagles fans continue to cry, 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 tampering and all this. But before we do that, I, I want to, we, we love Monty Austin Ford here at the show, but I want to put you in Monty Austin Ford's chair this off season. If you were to prioritize free agency, free agents for this Cardinals organization, who are you eyeing uh, right out of the gate early March? I think we are talking about the right positions here. Like, I think receiver makes a ton of sense. Uh, I think they would look in that direction. And then for me, I look interior defensive line. I don't know who's going to get out. Uh, you know, Justin Matibike is going to be the big ticket name, the guy that everyone's going to be after. I think he's going to sign a gigantic contract and maybe Baltimore just ends up tagging him. Um, but he's a difference-making force multiplier player at this point, uh, has had a remarkable, remarkable year. And another kind of side conversation of free agency I love to have, I get asked a lot, like, do you think this is a contract year breakout because the player is in a contract year trying to get money? Or are they just like the game's slowing down for them, things are clicking, they're just better? And I think Matt Ubique falls in that second bucket. He's always been a high-effort guy, high-motor guy, a lot of pursuit tackles, stuff like that. I think there's just more kind of nuance to his game, more counter, pass rush moves, all that. It just all kind of clicked with Mike McDaniel, uh, McDonald. So, yeah receiver and interior defensive line and then obviously they just wave marco wilson so probably you know corner I, I think if you can get one of those guys as well real quick brad educate me and our audience as it relates to like the timeline with kyler murray his money this offseason because the way i've understand stood it previously is that we would know a decision on kyler murray's future well before the draft because they would have to potentially trade him well before the draft if they're picking one or two for uh, no pun intended, they're going to have to show their cards, right? By trading Kyler Murray. You would think so. Uh, so five year, five days into the new league year. So around March 20th or so, um, you will have the 2025, his salary and his roster bonus become fully guaranteed. So like, you're kind of taking away a decision from another club. If they want to restructure something or if they want to, you know, navigate a new deal, whatever, then maybe it doesn't happen. And Kyler does not, he is not open to that, but you just want to give a new team, in theory, as much optionality as possible to kind of navigate that conversation. So, yeah, I always say, like, you, you saw with the Stafford trade and, and most of the quarterback trades, they happen in, like, February, right? They don't actually get, you know, you know, executed, you know, Carson Wentz, et cetera, until later on. Rogers kind of the exception. That was an extremely unique case. But for the most part, yeah, because the team wants to know by day one of free agency – how much is earmarked for a quarterback? Because everything else spills out from there. Um, so, yeah, it, certainly before the draft, if they end up with the top two pick and they're sitting there saying, we love the two quarterbacks that everyone's talking about, Caleb Williams and Drake May, and we think we're going that route, you'll probably start having phone calls the, the day the season ends to kind of figure out the market and gauge the, the interest in a Kyler Murray. How do you evaluate Kyler through six games and, and maybe what the team should do 
this off season, whether they have the first pick, the second pick or the third pick. Um, and, you know, obviously we talk about all the holes on this roster. You create another one if you decide to move off of Kyler. So look, like it obviously hasn't been pretty, uh, but I think there are some positives to point to that I think you can kind of allocate to Kyler specifically. So, you know, our early down performance is more stable than, than late down performance, but he has been very good on third and fourth down, 40 of 62, 464 yards, four touchdowns to just one pick on third and fourth down, a high conversion rate. Uh, you know, he's been good in the red zone, 11 of 18 for 80 yards and four touchdowns. So, you know, on the whole, it, it hasn't been great. I think that part of it too is, He's been scrambling a little bit, but I think still less than we're normal seeing from him. And I think teams know that he's not trying to take off as often and are just kind of he's not getting as favorable of looks, maybe fewer open throwing windows, because I think teams are not keeping in QB uh, spies and not doing different things that normally helps him out and creates more throwing opportunity for him. So, yeah, like it hasn't been great. But at the same time, you know, we mentioned no Marquise Brown. It's really, you know, obviously no Michael Wilson for stretches too. Um, it's kind of been Trey McBride and, and and kind of a patchwork. And then the O-line has been, I think, improving, but, but still not a great unit. So I think you can go either direction. I wouldn't nitpick either way. If they kept him, I would say, you know what, I understand it. He's still a very, very good player. Um Kill Williams or Drake May turning into Kyler Murray is still people forget about this stuff. We fall in love with prospects. Like those guys turning into Kyler Murray is still a 90th percentile outcome in the NFL. Like it's the guy, guy, these guys fail. I know they're fun and we love them. We watch the college tape, but that happens. So on the flip side, though, I would also be fine with hey, we're starting over the rookie contract, quarterback window. We have the extra first round pick from Houston, yada, yada, yada. I think both options are valid. What do you put speaking of that pick from Houston? The value of that pick has gone down dramatically than what we thought. I mean, the Bears, you know, reaped the benefits of Carolina being incompetent this year with the potentially the first overall pick. We thought Houston was going to be top five, top ten at the worst. Now they could be knocking on the door for a playoff berth. Like, do you see value with that pick this year in potentially moving it for a veteran like we talked about, like a T. Higgins, maybe like a pass rusher that they then could say, okay, elite player in your mid-20s, here's a contract, or given the the lack of quality depth on this team they need everything are they better off just saying this is a good draft class we should just stick and pick a tackle a defensive lineman a corner and let the chips fall where they may are the, are the cardinals i guess in a position where they should be trading a late first for a veteran player question I, I think again normally you probably would make the case of like they have so many holes to fill so why not just like you know stay cheap all of that but if you are going to go the direction of keeping kyle let's say um, like, yeah, why not go trade that first for a Brian Burns or, or, or whatever, you know, insert player here, address a glaring need. Um, and, and, you know, don't take the potential of that pick not going like you thought it was going to be higher. It, it isn't, it's not a top 10 pick. Maybe you don't love the class later on. And again, like all these arguments are often why teams kind of make some poor decisions, but I think if it lines up well, receiver, edge rusher, whatever, um, and, and you think it makes sense, then I think you could go that route. I do like the class, though. Like, I think there's going to be talent in the teens. Yeah. Like, I really, really do. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a very fair question because there are some names in particular that I think could be available, like a T. Higgins, like a Brian Burns, kind of top of my head. And maybe it's worth it just going that direction. Now, let's get into this weekend's matchup. And, you know, we're seeing a Philadelphia defense that has struggled mightily, especially over the last, what, five, six games. And we're seeing all the headlines, hearing all the sound bites from Philadelphia, you know, talk radio. And we're seeing some real soggy hoagies in people's, you know, uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches because they're crying still about the tampering charges that the Arizona Cardinals were able to figure out on draft night. How do you view this? Did, did, did Jonathan Gannon, did he ruin everything in Philadelphia? He cost him the Super Bowl. He cost him Vic Fangio. He's a bad man, and he needs to pay on Sunday. How do you see this playing out? Or how did you see it play out for, the, for Gannon and crew? be very fascinating like i think we will learn a lot about how everyone feels about that if philly is like still trying to score late in the fourth quarter of this game like i thought it was interesting when mike mcdaniel was up what was it, like 35 to 3 against the commanders and scored he ran the ball on fourth and goal uh to score a touchdown i was like okay clearly he didn't love his time in washington <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that i think does jump out so maybe we will see some of that is it chippy is are they scoring late whatever my understanding, though, is that they love getting in that building. You know, obviously, they were not happy with him talking, you know, before the Super Bowl happened. Clearly, they, they got draft pick compensation for a reason, and it had to be kind of bad because newsflash, like, it happens every offseason. Guys are probably talking too early. You know, clearly, it was maybe further than a lot of people go. 
Um, but everyone I've spoken to there was like, the guy is an energy guy. You know, we knew he was going to be a head coach. We love him. I, I didn't meet him in Minnesota, but we crossed paths in Minnesota, and everyone said the same thing there. Like, I think he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we, I think we will learn a lot about how they feel about that whole thing. But no, I don't think that he was so distracted he didn't game plan for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, I think that it just. The, the, the field turf stunk and it was a bad matchup because yeah. of, you know, the quick pass rush, not getting home, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he also, again, is probably sitting there saying, I clearly wasn't that bad because look at the defense this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got Philadelphia this weekend. Then they have Seattle who's in the playoff mix in week 18. We talked about it on yesterday's show. This is a team that still could end up picking first overall. We chatted briefly about the Denver Broncos off air. And you think about like the rebuild timeline for the Cardinals. Do you feel like the Cardinals are taking this rebuild in full stride? Do you think that they're going about it the right way? Like the new GM, new head coach, clearing the books, multiple picks. Like, whereas some of these other franchises, for better or worse, middling five, six wins every year. Like, would you sign up for the Cardinals being a team on the rise this offseason? Should they push the right buttons? Yes, 100%. I think Monty Austin Fort has had one of the best first off seasons for a GM I've seen in a while of just understanding where you're at and building through the context of where your roster starts. They could have tried to, and I know Kyler was hurt, but they could have tried to be like, hey, you know what, we're close. And, you know, a lot of the things we, we heard from Kyle in the last couple of years, like they could have sold themselves that bill of goods. And, you know, coaches come in, GMs come in, and they think like, like we always as fans, like, oh, yeah, just tank, it'll be fine. I'm like, no, they're now sitting there saying, my record as the top dog is two and 13 or whatever it is. Like, that doesn't leave you, um, you know, when you when you move throughout your NFL career. But I think that they, you know, trading back and, and getting extra capital, all the things they did just showed to me they understood the long term vision here. We probably talked about like taking a BJ Ojolari and, and, and a, um, Garrett Williams, guys that were you knew weren't going to play in week one, but you thought their talent maybe was better than than the the draft slot because of injury stuff like that. Like everything to me seemed long term, and I think that was the appropriate approach. Yeah, I, I'm bullish on them going forward. No matter what they do, quarterback, whatever. I, I like what they're doing, the direction they've shown. I like the coaching staff too. I know it's been ugly, but I, I consistently see we talk about it, scripted plays, red zone areas where coaching can show up. They've been good. Um, you know, it's just the talent is not there yet. You've been so generous with your time, but I want to sneak one more question in because Adam Hogue, great host of CHGO Bears, told us last week that if Cardinals fans wanted Marvin Harrison Jr., the safest team to select first overall is the Chicago Bears. Do you do you share that sentiment with Hogue? Yeah, I do. Um, it's just like the decision is being made for Chicago. Like, you can't pass on quarterback at 1.01 two years in a row. Uh, you know, I know it's not their own pick. I mean, their own still going to be top 10. But yeah, I, th I think that's fair. I, I don't see a scenario where Chicago gets the first pick from Carolina and does not take a quarterback. Love to hear that. Love to hear his work at profootballfocus.com at PFF underscore Brad. Brad Spielberg, a friend of the program. Thank you so much for the time today, my guy. Thank you, guys. Love our time with Brad. Uh, nothing but the best. Again, check his workout. <clears throat> Top free agents, profootballfocus.com. Always bringing the heat. Always giving you immense value. Speaking of value, the value is there at Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union, the venerable household, as well as the Arizona Cardinals. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make life better. Look for Desert Financial for checking, savings, mortgages, credit cards, investment options, and more. You got a little holiday cash you want to put away? They can help you out. And if you're an Arizona sports fan, there's no better place than to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union. It's the only place you can show your team spirit every single time you make a purchase. Check them out with the exclusive the elusive Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card represent the Red Sea today. Desertfinancial.com slash Cardinals bow to get started. Just found out something unbelievable. Logged on the shadyrays.com and saw that it was 50% off site wide right now. Their Black Friday sale is back. They're just going rogue. They're just like, ah, we're going to have a Black Friday sale right before the beginning of the first of the year. Love it. Unbelievable. Love Shady Rays. 50% off the classics. Shop those now. The allure. How about the talent? 38 bucks. $38, you're going to get these premium polarized shades on your face, and you're going to look awesome while you're doing all your adventuring. How about the Navigator? You look like your Maverick and Goose about to go uh, take down some bogeys up there in Top Gun, and you could do it for just $48. Shop now. 
He headed up to Flagstaff. You're going up to the White Mountains. Maybe you're going to go do some snowboarding, some skiing. Get yourself some sweet-looking snow goggles right now. 30% off snow goggles, 50% off tangle-free sunglasses. You got the long, luxurious hair like Johnny Venerable. You don't want your hair getting tangled in your sunglasses. We got premium polarized shades that are tangle-free and 50% off right now. Shop right now. Black Friday sale is back right now. ShadyRate.com. You can check them out up in Carolyn Commons in North Scottsdale. See for yourself. They'll even honor your PHNX promo code that you just tell the sales associate and they'll give you 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. See why 250,000 people have rated it. Five stars online. ShadyRays.com. Um, lots of takeaways from Brad. The imminent one, the immediate one is T. Higgins, not going to be an Arizona Cardinal. When I hear first round pick plus a new contract plus X, Y, and Z, it's like, no thanks. Like maybe if you're Justin Jefferson, but then again, like why would they trade him? So it sounds like yeah. the Cardinals, that's why it's so imperative they get Marvin Harrison Jr. Because otherwise, I mean, yeah, there are other receivers in this draft, but you got to get a free agent wide receiver and man, T Higgins, that, that sounds like no dice for, for the Redbirds. When you hear that, like, does it feel daunting to rebuild this room? Because it's going to be more than Marvin Harrison Jr. We lost in the sauce as far as the top player in the country out of Columbus, yeah. uh, number 18. Uh, and then we see like a, a great wide receiver draft class, but it's going to take more than that to rebuild this room. I mean, We've broken it down to where, yeah, they have three players at that position under contract beyond this season. They've got Rondell yeah. Moore, who we mentioned. I mean, he's got under 300 yards receiving in 15 games. And then you've got Michael Wilson, who's missed four games in his rookie year when he was tabbed kind of an oft-injured player. And then Zach Pascal, who's more of a special teams player. So you've got two receivers. yeah, And so you've got to add five receivers to this to this roster Hopefully they they really consider bringing back a Greg Dorch because of his versatility, his adaptability, his playmaking ability, and they can figure something out to bring back Dorch. And then you add that guy to the room. You, you probably spend one of your other 13 draft picks later in the draft on another wide receiver, and you get somebody, a couple guys via free agency. But, you know, when, when Brad's breaking it down and you see the top tier names out there and you get excited, but it's like, who's really going to become available? T Higgins like you said, it's a steep price. First round pick and an extension. Uh, you've got, you know, the Calvin Ridley one I think is intriguing. Like, could he become available? And could you just throw a bag at him and potentially bring him here? But then you run the risk of, is he going to bust? Like, Overpaid. has he been worth it? Yeah. You know? So Deuce you've got in the chat. What's up with Deuce? Yeah, $5. K1 has no shortcomings. He has a short regular <laughs> regular season and a small wide receiver's. Uh, love the number 15 poster in the back, Bo. Neil Lomax would approve. <laughs> Absolutely. One of our classics at the PHNX Studios uh, with the classic jersey. The uh, Grand Cannon. Can't can't go wrong with it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. That piece stood out to me with Brad, the free agent market as a whole. We, we assume these guys are going to get paid. I also just, I love the crescendo, the cherry on top at the end of that conversation. Everybody not named Meatball Man in Chicago think that the Bears are are pivoting off to Justin Fields. Of course they are. Of course that's happening. Yeah. Like I I this is gonna turn How us. How dare to, you, Greg Braggs Jr. No, I'm just talking man. about this the, can't be so listening to people throwing I meatballs at him in the streets. Oh, meatball meatball <laughs> fans. Um, they CHGO put out a a, a clip with uh, Corey Wooten, yeah. ex Bears defensive end, good player. I think went went to Wake Forest. Basically saying Justin Fields is is better than right now Caleb Williams and Drake May. And it's got, I think, seven, 70 retweets. And they're all pro, like, this guy knows football, Bear fans. A lot of them have Justin Fields in their avatar title. Yeah. And it's just like, th that's just white noise. And I can appreciate, you know, players like Justin Fields. He's a likable guy. Mm -hmm. Like, Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, like, that's, what are we doing here? And it's great to like, Brad's all about the numbers. He has no agenda or anything like that. It's just like, you don't know what to pay Justin Fields. You get Caleb Williams for no money, assuming mm -hmm. he wants to go there. I just, the, I, I, I'm on Twitter all the time. So I get, you know, poisoned with that narrative. <laughs> and then I listen to real people and it's just like, no, they're not going to consider doing that. They're going to take a quarterback first overall. It's great. Yeah. I love it. No, it, uh, look, Justin Fields has an electric skill set. There's no doubt about it. Like, 
quarterbacks that can get out and are as athletic and have the running talent that Justin Fields has, like there's always going to be people in there in, in his corner, right? Yeah. And he, he he can put up and you can spend the numbers. You can say, look, he's even he's an even better passer than you know what your the eye test tells you. But there are certain throws that Caleb William already possesses at the college level that Justin Fields will never be able to make. Correct. Be able to make. That's right. just that's how it goes. Like Justin Fields. Uh, has benefited, you know, at least he benefited last week from a couple dropped interceptions uh, going up against some poor defenses. And, like, you can survive at the NFL level and playing, you know, the most important, toughest position in all of sports sometimes with a skill set like that. But as far as when it comes down to when you get to the next level and you need those throws that, you know, we talked about to be made, he's not going to make them. Yeah. And then you're going to be, then you're going to say, okay, well, we had the opportunity to pivot to a guy that projects to be that. And like Brad said, the 90th percentile that, that Kyler Murray's in, like it's it's tough. These, these are all projections and potential. But I, I still think that when you're at this crossroads with Fields, where I feel like you're not necessarily at the same crossroads with Kyler Murray, like he's gone through his maturation and he's, you know, at improving improving more than Justin Fields, and he's not at the entering the fourth year of, and, and you have to make a decision on his fifth year option. Like this just seems like it's, it makes too much damn sense for a clean break between fields and the bears and them to pivot to, to Caleb Williams. The, say what you want about Kyler Murray. He got Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime to the playoffs in the NFC West. Justin Fields, if Eberflus is fired and they bring fields back would be on his third head coach. No playoff appearances. Like that's just it's unheard of. Say it out. Just say it out loud, Bear fans. AZ Heat 85. Bears are deaf taking a quarterback. The only people who don't know it are Bear Homers. Yeah. I think that's very well put. And listen, we can wear rose-colored, cardinal-colored glasses on this podcast and we can overvalue our own and devalue others. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I love Chicago. I love the the passion and the fan base, but like <clears throat> Marvin Harrison Jr is not going to change your franchise if you're Chicago. Caleb Williams has an opportunity to do that. Just like the conversation you and I had yesterday. It's like, I love Kyler Murray. I want him to be the quarterback of this team. If they're presented with an option to draft Caleb Williams 1-1, they are going to evaluate that mm -hmm. seriously. Ser and that's with Kyler Murray infinitely more proven and secure now under contract than Justin Fields. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and like after you just went through the maturation, right, and you took your lumps – through Kyler Murray's early career as far right. as that. And, and you can debate, you know, what of that was valid and one of it was, you know, just mudslinging planted in, in leaks and in reports from various, you know, I guess, former members of the previous regime trying to make themselves look good and the quarterback look bad. But, you know, you would restart that with, with a, another probably young, immature guy who we've already seen before the pre-draft process even began has an idea of who he is when he hasn't proven anything at the next level. Like things like, oh, he could potentially not go to the team that wants to draft him number one overall, or he could potentially want part ownership, which is ridiculous, whatever NFL team, uh, you know, drafts him, which, you know, you can start to really weed that out during this pre-draft process. And hopefully he back, you know, backtracks Didn't win big that. games in college football. I right. mean, like, Kyler Murray's in the college football playoff. You know, Justin Herbert won a Rose Bowl. Trevor Lawrence, national championship games. Like, like that has to mean something. And Drake May and, and Caleb Williams, don't check those boxes. You, uh, Jaden Daniels has accomplished more than, than both of those guys at the collegiate level in terms of winning big games. So, yeah. and that that's like, I get it. It's about what translates to the NFL. Uh, we're going to do a mock draft here in a second. We're going to tell you what translates for the Arizona Cardinals atop the first round. But first, I want to tell everybody about the Arizona Lottery right now. Best time post-Christmas, pre-New Year's Eve. You want to hit it big. Check out the holiday scratchers. Just one single dollar top prizes up to 500K. Again, the scratchers are over for Christmas, but New Year's Eve, who doesn't love a good New Year's Eve party? Start dishing them out like candy. Start dishing them out like cards, holiday mm -hmm. scratchers. You got to be 21 years and older to play. And if you're, we get asked this all the time. I want to grab some, where do I go? Circle K, baby. Friend of the program, partner of the program, or check them out. ArizonaLottery.com. Perfect holiday gift. The holidays. We're in that weird period in between Christmas and New Year's Eve. And it's like, I just want to get my scratchers, baby. Circle K, holiday scratchers. Check them out. Yeah, I got a $2. Uh, Snow Much Fun Players Club Scratcher. Let's see. Got a winner. 
we are going to be able to get another $2 uh, so much fun holiday scratcher from Arizona Lottery at AZ Lottery on social media. Also, love to tell you about our friends over at OG's Brands. Check out what OG's Brands can do for you. Everybody is looking for specific cannabis experience, looking for something specific from their gummy. You don't want just a one-size-fits-all gummy uh, experience. It can go wrong for many of us. I've had, I've been there before. It sucks. It's the worst. It's you swear off cannabis products for a long time. OGs isn't going to put you there. They're going to launch new products with uh, the live rosin. You got the RSO, the Rick Simpson oil, OGs naturals and the big OGs check out the naturals. They're vegan gummies made with live. Is it rosin available in sweet Clementine flavor? That sounds pretty delicious. Meanwhile, you got the big OGs. The gummy is a mega version of pigs, raspberry, orange, the RSO, one of the company's most popular products. It's uh, perforated into 10 slices each with 10 milligrams of THC, a total of 100 milligrams of THC. It's that. It's just like a freshly squeezed live rosin created through the pressing process. My God, like that That just sounds fancy. And I like, I want to be a part of it. We're fancy boys. Check out more. Find out more about it. OGsBrands.com. Check out their full product line of gummies at OGs Brands. And also head over Follow him on socials at OG's Brands. Our guy, Merv, always busting a move. $5 super chat. uh, Friend of the program. Hollywood season is most likely over. He was on a podcast earlier today. Might be resigned, but didn't make a good case, in my opinion. I just, I think he's disappointed. I'm sure he is. And I think, listen, I'm sure they'll have conversations this offseason, but yeah. What podcast was he on? Love to hear that, Merv. That's uh, That's good insight. Out there um, doing pods. Here's here's bad insight. On the practice field. You want some bad insight from good yeah. Merv's good insight to some bad. Uh, be shocked to hear that Mike Florio, Pro Football Focus, has a clickbaity article up, basically saying that Kyler Murray potentially has an illness to foe keep him out of practice to shut him down so the Cardinals can keep their options open. There he goes again, Mom, and there goes that man. There Mike goes Florio man. with his disaster takes. That's awful. Just Mike, you you don't know anything about this organization. You don't. You've proven that several times over. When you tried to roast Monty Austin for it for supporting Kyler Murray uh, for his statue statue unveiling, and then Monty just made sweet sweet music during the NFL draft that you said he wasn't going to be prepared for. Just stop. Gannon just would be one and done. Fire. Close yeah. the laptop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stop I, tweeting. <laughs> put the app down. Yeah. Put it down. And let Chris Sims do all the talking on whatever your podcast is. Uh, we're going to talk about some prospects here. We've got the PFF mock draft simulator. It's it's a PFF banner show today with Brad and the mock draft. Can simulator. I say something real quick? You How sure heartbreaking yeah, is it? How heartbreaking is it when you get app notifications for your fantasy football team that died last weekend? Isn't it heartbreaking? You hate it? Uh, well, I haven't participated in fantasy <laughs> since the regular season ended. So I, I, I can't relate. Yeah. Um, I was spared Waffle House, and that's a win enough for me. That is a win, and I'm proud of you. You fought, your, you. You fought your ass off. Uh, it just told me, like, TJ Hawkinson's out. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm in the toilet bowl now. I'm in the consolation round. Welcome, I'm friend. not setting my Welcome lineup any longer. All right. All right let's, so, how many rounds are we doing? Let's do three. I, I think we're doing three. Um, Cardinals only. We haven't done one of these, fair warning, since the Cardinals ended up with pick two. So it could get a little spicy here. So we're going to start this draft. What do our friends in Chicago do? Oh, look, they take Drake May first overall. So we're going to pretend in this scenario that Caleb Williams gave him the double bird and said, I'm not playing for you, which I don't think. Let's talk about this situation for a second, Bo. Drake May, or excuse me, Caleb Williams refuses to go to Chicago. Do you think that makes Austin Ford excited that he would come to Arizona? I don't. I mean, he he's really like like if he's gonna dig in, he's like I'm going to dictate where I'm gonna go. Bad bad start to his NFL career. But look, I saw the reports that Washington is all in on him, and he played at Gonzaga there in at the high school level in the Washington D.C. area. Maybe that makes him more comfortable with the area. But and we don't know much more about this new ownership group that took over for Dan Snyder. So like, could you go to Washington? Could you go to New England? Um, and, and get them and really kind of scare them into believing that somebody's going to jump ahead of them to, to take the, 
Caleb Williams. Like them taking Drake May just took the Arizona Cardinals' ability to get an absolute king's ransom in return for the second overall pick and still being in prime position to get a legit player, hopefully still Marvin Harrison Jr. I think the play here is to make Washington sweat it out, to call Bluff, say, hey, we got to deal with New England. You got to come up. And I, I think in this scenario, I'm I'm telling you right now, I think it's I think it's a two and a three. I think you mm-hmm. tell Washington, hey, we want the San Francisco Bears package of a couple of years ago when the Bears came up one spot for Trubisky. It was either two twos or a two and a three. And they've got two twos for a reason. They jet set it, um, you know, uh what Chase was Young. Montez Sweat to yeah. Chicago, coincidentally enough. So I, I actually like we have to force this trade. I think this is a realistic situation. Don't you think you could get more from New England? I, I mean, I don't want to get greedy here, but don't you think? Well, you get- but the problem then is, is, does does Washington then take Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, I'm I'm fine with doing that, but it's like you would need four. I think you'd need their one next year, and I think you would need their two for sure. I, but I I don't know if I, that's not enough for me to pass on Marvin Harrison Jr. An extra one in 2025. I don't like that deal. Okay. You like that deal? I don't like it. Yeah, a future one. I Over like, I like though. What mean, happens if the Patriots win? The rebuild like, doesn't end this offseason. As, as bullish as I am on this team getting better this offseason, the rebuild, it continues on. If you can I get this future assets. I'm, tr- I'm trumping you. I, don't, I am not passing on Harrison Jr. for a future one by itself. You want to talk about a one next year and a one in 2026? Whatever. All but, right. I don't want to do this Houston thing again where, hey, look, New England's better. They're picking 18th yeah. again. And it's and then there's Cardinals that don't have a number one receiver. This is the play. This is the trade. We're forcing it. It's happening. Resume draft. Caleb Williams goes to Washington, which means Marvin Harrison Jr. Wouldn't it be funny if they had taken uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.? Uh, he goes to the Cardinals, third overall. You're moving so fast here. Johnny Conservative moving real fast here after he pulled off his safe trade. Uh, where I was about to get you guys so much, so much more. But I love it. Look, Cardinals, they get a couple extra assets this draft, and we're doing a three-round mock draft, so we got a, another second and another third, right? Yeah, we love to so, see it. Yeah, we're making a ton of picks. Is it eight picks in the top three rounds? That's unbelievable. Uh, and Marvin Harrison Jr. It's uh, Monty Mock Draft right now. That's what we're doing. Monty Austin for Monty Mock Draft and Roman Dunzier, he's there. Johnny, at one point this, uh, this season, wanted to make a play for two Listen, wide receivers. But look, I, I wouldn't hate this situation. This is easy all. to me. This is easy to me. You take Dallas Turner, the TFL machine, out of Alabama. I think he's your guy coming off the edge uh, for the Cardinals with the Houston Texans pick. I'm, I'm with you. Poetic to get. Larry Fitzgerald's successor 20 years later after he was drafted. Poetic to get Will Anderson Jr.'s successor one year later. The storylines, they write themselves. Dallas Turner, I'm with you. <laughs> I think he's going to have a banner college football playoff. Cardinals at pick 34. We're getting a good look at what folks think about Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Bo, I, I think the situation, again, is increasingly clear. It's got to be the corner from Georgia or the tackle from Washington, the Cardinals have opted to go offense-defense. Do you pivot back to offense here? Yeah, Lassiter is tantalizing. Then I also you talk about tackles. Jordan uh, from was it Morgan from yeah. U of A? He's just down there too. Um, probably go Lassiter just because you you need a cornerback. You just released Marco Wilson. You've got sure you can be encouraged by Keitro Clark and and Starling Thomas, but. Still, you got to find like a starting caliber type corner. And I think you can do that by taking the the dog from the SEC. I love that we rolled the dice there. And then our boy from Washington still available. He can play guard this year if you wanted to roll it back with DJ Humphreys. Now, uh, Mitchell from Texas is, is intriguing. And I would have no issue if you have a couple extra picks on day two, going back to that well at wide receiver. But for the sake of this, I am going BPA, in my opinion, a first round caliber tackle slash guard and get mean up front. The Arizona Cardinals now back on the clock, pick 66 and 67, back-to-back, Bo. What do we owe the pleasure, the privilege (laughs) here? What do the Cardinals do? Pick two players. Have some fun here in the third round. Yeah, we still have four more selections just in the second and third rounds alone. Uh, Jonathan Brooks is a guy who tore his ACL that was one of the best backs in the country that could kind of have a red shirt 
year with James Conner coming back. Um, but is it too early here? Probably too early. And there's a ton of backs still on the board. So let's not, let's not dabble just yet. Maybe another SEC corner and DJ James out of Auburn had a decent year. Please. Like I still, when you hover around a linebacker, like Jeremiah Trotter jr. It still gives me like PTSD from the kind days. Um, and we still haven't addressed the defensive line. Like the defensive line needs so much help. Who is there anybody on the interior of the defensive line? that can be an immediate impact maker. Uh, I think that's like- prob- probably for these later two picks. The, the Okay. I mean, we got an edge rusher, and I, that helps exponentially. But yeah. I'm with you. I But I think I'm – man, looking at this, the, the, this would be a scenario in which, man, would not bode well for the Cardinals just because you have back I'd probably picks. go with DJ James, the corner out of Auburn then, and okay. then start, start to flood the position. I don't hate that. He needs to put on some weight. Maybe you can rotational guy the first year. You know, looking at this, you know, the Cardinals have an opportunity, I think, to add defensive line and a back at a different spot. McMillan uh, out of Washington, that the wide receiver position, uh, not a bad idea. Listen, hear me out. Let's, okay. let's just let me look at this real fast. Um, <laughs> Get out of here, I, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't have any interest in it's Jeremiah the right Trotter tool. Jr.? They produce a ton of talent out of Iowa for the they tight end do. position. You don't have any interest in this? Uh, if we venture into like the, th- are we in the third round yet? We are, we're at, but we're at the top of the third. Yeah. Here's why I, I get to pick this pick because I'm going to tell you right now, the Cardinals need help at receiver. Uh, have you watched this kid play? It's the former ASU player, right? I know. That's why Ricky I'm asking. Purcell. All right. Yeah, had a good simple. year. And his yards per catch, I think, was limited by their quarterback play. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go potential here. I'm. I'm. What's I'm his height? Audible. What's that? He's over six foot. Okay. I think he's six six foot even or six one. He's six one. Uh, I I think this is the sweet spot. You want to gamble another not Michael Wilson s type of player SEC wide receiver over six foot. Check that box for me. And again, a lot of these same options now available, Bo. Yeah. Um. Let's keep going here. I, I would have gone McMillan over uh kid out of Florida. Yeah, look at the I mean limitations though, separating. I, I would that's that's fine. That you're you're flipping a coin there. I don't have an issue with yeah. that. I do think that though this is a position where you could look at this kid from Clemson. For sure. Uh and then the kid out of Yukon is a top rated guard. Yeah. Where I know you like the position flexibility. The tackle out of, tackle out of Washington, but still, I mean, left guard has has been a kind of an issue, kind of a revolving door for the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe Christian Haynes here, get yourself some offensive line depth. Let's do it. I don't have an issue with that at all. You get you get one of the best interior offensive linemen in the draft. Now with their last pick in the first round, I, I think round. we can just third round. Excuse me. I think we can have some fun here. Everybody in the chat, what do you like? Donovan Edwards, one of my favorite players in the draft, but. Trey Benson's fantastic. I mean, like, if this falls to the Cardinals like this, you can pencil in right now. Pick yeah. is going to be a bad. I just, I think this has been a big miss, though, that we haven't gotten any defensive linemen. I really do. Um, the board, ha- you got to go where the board falls, though. We're not gonna, yeah. we're not gonna reach. If we reach, then we're gonna be rebuilding forever. All right. Uh, so we're gonna with with James Conner on the roster, you pick his successor, and I think that's between Benson and Edwards. They're both bigger body backs. You know, yeah, I love Donovan. Two to Edwards. three down guys. I mean, he is just an absolute monster. Uh, he had a much better 2022. I think he's going to have a great college football playoff. I think he's fresh. We've we've taken Benson before. For the sake of this mock, I mean, does, is that good value, though? I don't know. For the sake of this mock, are you cool if we take Donovan Edwards? You've been just, uh, you know, shooting from the hip all all draft. So go ahead, Monty Let's Mock Draft. It's, we're not going to do well from a grading standpoint. I know that. But you know what? Not everybody loved the Michael Wilson pick last year. Not everybody loved what Monty Austin Ford did, you know, rounds one through seven last year. So you can't please everybody. Let's see how we did with the mock draft simulator. A plus A, A minus A, A minus B, B, and a D. Still didn't bring our <laughs> average down. You like what you see here? Would you sign up for this draft tomorrow? No. Need need defensive line. We need beef. Where's unless the beef? they unless Monty goes absolutely crazy in free agency for the beef up front, this would be this would be inexcusable. No, I think this is great. 
I love this all. <laughs> I love this a lot. I think they can roll with Roy Lopez. Uh, would enjoy that immensely. We're gonna download this. We'll put it on Twitter, and um, yeah, check us, check it. it out. Good you stuff, man. Uh, you know what else? Is good stuff. I'm not fired. I'm I'm hired. I'm promoted. <laughs> <laughs> Check out gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. Pick up a free hat and or shirt. Just got a text from our guy, Howard Balzer. New article is live. Right. So the minute this show's over, check it out. Gophnx.com. Don't read Mike Florio and his Conspiracy Theory Cardinals article. Read our guy, Howard Balzer, Bo. And in the meantime, if you go, pick up a free hat and or shirt from the Merchandise Locker when you become a diehard today. That's right. Like the hat Johnny has on, the hat that I have on, that producer Eric has on right now. Johnny's got the throwback, the point god. Point Did god. you get that we need I'm trying cents? to do good vibes for the Suns. We we don't have a point god this year. We need one. I'm yeah. praying to the point god. They just need a point guy. Uh, yeah. If they potentially... Colt McCoy's available. He's pointing that guy. He's in preseason. Hey, he's open. I'm throwing it to this guy. Legitimately, That's just one of poor the Poor Colt McCoy taking a ricochet shot here at the end of the show. No, absolutely. Sign up. Become a diehard today. Go phnx.com. Get the merch at the PHNX Locker. Appreciate it, everybody. We're close to the end of the year. So appreciative. Everybody making this a banner year at PHNX Sports and PHNX Cardinals, our biggest year yet, and it's just getting started here. Become a diehard today. And of course, get in that member Discord because the uh, fun doesn't stop at the showtime. It's always going on there in the member Discord. For Johnny Venerable, for Eric Ruby, our producer today, Damon Dog, have a blast at the Alamo Bowl tonight. Do not hammer like 100 beers. Be be careful. Mix in some water, for God's sake. Hydrate, young man. Yeah, and the, hopefully the Wildcats get the dub tonight against Oklahoma. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you Friday. Full game preview tomorrow on PHNX Cardinals.